and welcome to the second episode of Where is Ellen Grace? Today is the first official episode um, and I have a fabulous guest on today, one of my really good friends, Miss Enya. Hello, Enya. <laughs> Hello. Bonjour, Enya. <laughs> Bonjour, Ellen. Uh, so me and Enya met when we were working in France, which we'll get into more in a bit. But John, just introduce yourself a bit, Enya, like um, what you're doing at the minute and about your few projects you have going on and just introduce. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm Enya. Um, I'm a journalism and media student in UL. I'm in my final year at the moment. And I guess I I love traveling. Um, I love going away at summers and stuff. I have plans to travel after college. Um, I'm really interested in um, magazine writing and editing and stuff. I started a magazine a year ago and hopefully we'll have the next edition out sometime around summer so <laughs> quick cheeky plug for <laughs> magazine um but yeah I think that's kind of me <laughs> yeah um so as I was saying we met um in 2018 in yes that's right yeah I think in, so yeah <laughs> yeah in, in the summer in July uh in the south of France was that working on that campus so we were working on a campsite in the south of France um was that your first kind of like your first venture abroad alone or um, were you, have you had you gone away kind of by yourself before that and was that your first kind of introduction to travel or where did it all begin that kind of was I think that wasn't my very first trip that I did kind of by myself like like I mean without my family and um, my first time on a plane by myself <laughs> was I went to New York when I turned 18 which would have been like the Christmas before that um, but I had family over there like so I just yeah. you know I flew over by myself and then I stayed at my family for a bit and then I stayed with one of my friends um, but that was like my first trip without like my family or going with like a group of friends um, but yeah going to France was definitely my first proper time solo traveling as in I went you know I applied by myself when I got the job I went over by myself didn't know anyone so everyone I met, met like including you I had never met before <laughs> Um, so that was definitely my first introduction to proper kind of solo traveling and it definitely taught me as well a lot about the different kind of opportunities you you have like just talking to other people who worked in your camp you'd realize oh you know you could work in winter at a ski resort or like Mm. some people going traveling at winter and they work in different places during summers that was kind of my first introduction to all those different kind of possibilities yeah I think I was definitely the same like with my first campsite season I was like oh okay this is like a thing people actually do yeah I see oh what kind of made you apply for um the campsite role so you were at kids club what kind of was it just the urge of working abroad and it was kind of like an easy route or had you heard it from other people or what kind of made you be like okay this is something I want to do um, well I actually went on all my holidays with Eurocamp when I was a child like um mm. so I had done all the kids clubs like I was one of those kids who like went to kids club. <laughs> so even when I was little I always used to say oh I really want to you know do kids club someday or I'd love to be like a kids club leader um yeah and then but yeah then when I got older I kind of I kind of forgot about that for a while I think and then I just really wanted to go abroad but I had no idea how to make it happen and I think it was actually my mom who 
just kind of said it she was like why don't you apply for your camp um and then I applied and I got it and I went <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was definitely just like I love kids and everything I loved what I did but you know it wasn't like I had like you know a dying urge to go work at a kids club it was more like I really wanted to go abroad and this was a really nice job that could make that happen yeah that was the same with me like I never had like a passion for the job I just wanted to be abroad (laughs) and um what was your job role like was it just kind of well obviously I know what it was like yeah um if you want to explain what you were doing kind of just your day-to-day um not too in depth but just kind of outlining like what that job entails like if people are looking into doing it firstly would you recommend (laughs) and then what kind of advice would you give people about it um yeah like I really loved my job like I think like I worked so like you said I worked in kids club so I would have been one of the kids club leaders so basically my main job was you know running kids club camps so every day children would come and we'd have to you know run games and we'd have different themes so you might have like you know a pirate day so then the kids would come you'd like dress them up in pirate stuff you'd make maps you'd go out and do like a pirate hunt and you play pirate games you, you know things like that things you'd expect from a kids club um yeah but I do think it differs a lot from campsite to campsite so like some campsites will be more like teenage orientated so like even um yeah. sad moms like where we were there was a lot of like older kids because the pools and facilities and stuff were um kind of geared towards that so I actually didn't have like in in comparison to other campsites that your camp have we would have had a lot less kids than other campsites like you might go to another campsite and you could have like you know 70 kids at a time and you'd have to run so many kids clubs every day (laughs) in the heat so obviously that's going to be a much more stressful job whereas for Mm. me we kind of had maybe like you know the most we ever had I think was like 20 kids it usually would be about like 15 or something which still is a lot of kids to manage especially young children but um no I definitely really enjoyed the job I just think it differs from place to place but like I wouldn't say that in a way that it should put people off it's just sometimes I think when yeah. I tell people like oh you know I'd only work like you know five hours a day or something and then they think oh this sounds like an unreal job but if you got put in a different campsite it might be a different story um yeah that that like happened to me I was recommending it to my friend in work and then she came back after the summer she was like Ellen why didn't you warn me like how hard the job was <laughs> and I was like oh yeah it's different on every campsite because we were quite lucky with Sablons like we got a yeah good, we were still a good campsite on our first our first season um but yeah it differs so much between um campsite to campsite um would you go back to that now where you've kind of you've moved on from it you think um I think I would like I definitely loved the job like I loved what I did um and I wouldn't have a problem doing the work again I think it's just like I'm finishing college and stuff and I'll have a degree yeah and it's like that was a nice thing to do when you you know had college and you only had for your free time in the summer you know but I Mm -hmm. think now that I'm like finishing up I'd love to go and do you know either maybe like the grad visa and like thinking about Australia and stuff you know something like that or more long-term travel um but I definitely wouldn't be opposed to doing it again okay so you mentioned the grad visa there would you want to be going back to New York or I know it's hard to make plans at the minute but you want to talk a bit about so you went to New York not last summer the summer before was yeah it? not the summer that just passed um obviously yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
so you went on a J1? Yeah, I went on the J1 to New York. Um, yeah, I, like I loved it. I love New York. I've always loved New York. Um, so for the grad visa, I am considering doing it and I am considering New York, mm. but I'm also thinking about <laughs> San Francisco because I'd oh. love to go to San Francisco and it just looks like such a nice place. Um, but the only thing is I don't know anyone there. <laughs> But that wouldn't really completely turn me off. Mm. Um, that could make it a better yeah, exactly. experience in a way. Um, I'm definitely looking into it. Um, I've mm. been looking into the grad visa for a few weeks now. Um, but at the moment, I'm not sure if I am going to go ahead with it. Just because um, I want, like I was saying, I really my main priority when I finish is I really want to travel. And mm. um, me and one of my friends are kind of hoping to do like South America, like a bit of South America and Central America. Um, and if I was to do that, it just would interfere with uh, basically I'd have to leave those travel plans early to come home and start preparing yeah. for to, like with your embassy appointments and stuff for the visa. Um, so it's just I kind of am prioritizing the travel over the grad visa. So I think maybe New York might be something I'll do later on. Yeah, that's the thing with kind of America and visas and stuff. It does take a lot of yeah. preparation and planning and money. Yeah, it's and a lot. Was of it money. hard to get your J one, um, when you went, or was it was it easy enough? Um, was the process difficult? It was fine, like in the sense, like it is a lot of money, and they do kind of mm. like I think I'm not a hundred percent sure how much I paid, but it was definitely between like twelve hundred and like fourteen hundred euro um and they do kind of like they are sneaky like you know when you're first applying and it tells you roughly how much it will be um you like the company you get your visa with they charge a certain fee but then like like your embassy charges fees as well and they're sneaky enough in the way that they were things you think what you're paying them is everything but then when you're halfway through the process they're like oh you have to pay all these fees to the embassy too so like they catch you out kind of um so that was probably the most stressful part but I mean, time-wise, it did take a few. It did take a few months, but um, it wasn't. I didn't have that overly stressful of an exp- of an experience. Mm. But you do have to, you know, you have to go to Dublin for your embassy appointment. So, like, if you're not from Dublin, like that can be a bit annoying because you only find out usually like, like it's it's very quickly. Like it's only like two weeks or something before your appointment. So then you just kind of have to be there. Like, um, so there's that, but. I think mm. it was I think it was okay I had a fairly okay experience with the J1 visa that's good I feel like a lot of people in college kind of do J1s there's a lot of kind of agencies and stuff to go by even though I know they're overpriced and stuff but it probably is easier at the end of the day how did you go about getting a job in New York because I know a lot of people struggle with getting their J1 jobs and they end up working in like the back arch yeah. in no way a lot of people um so I actually went on the there's a few couple of different J1s so there's just like the J1 the summer work visa there's the traineeship and then there's the internship I think so I can't actually remember I went on either the traineeship or the internship I think it was the internship um but basically that just meant that I I had a job like I found a job myself and I went to them um and said like here's all my paperwork like I have a job sorted because a lot of people what most people do when they go on like the J1 kind of typical experience you just get mm. them to find the job for you so you, I think you pay a little bit yeah extra. they have them big job fairs and everything. yeah exactly um so I just didn't do that I just started a job myself um just I just like reply to a load online and stuff and that's pretty much how I got it <laughs> 
That's quite impressive though to get a summer job in New York from Limerick, like just all online. Like it's it's mad to think that you can just do not that it was easy, but you know Yeah, it was as you know, that it was so just, stressful. Yeah, no, I remember me. your all your back and forth. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of breakdowns and a lot of emails. But um <laughs> yeah no I think it's actually it's easier than you think like basically I think you just have to be yeah. really persistent um and was it yeah yeah <laughs> was it okay getting accommodation and stuff because um, I know a lot of people especially you didn't go over with like a huge group of friends because I know like people they do a J1 they go out and get like they rent out like a college house and stuff and like about 30 of them going over to bloody San Diego yeah like I didn't to be fair I didn't I'd love to have an experience like that but I yeah see mine was kind of I mine was technically my co-op for college so it was my work placement uh, so it was yeah. worth credits for college so it had to be related to my degree so mm-hmm. I was kind of going like I wanted to go to New York anyway basically um so I was kind of killing the two birds with the one stone but I did have to you know make an effort like it it had to matter like my job I couldn't just you know work yeah. in like you know like a shake shack like you know a lot of people do stuff <laughs> like that but um uh sorry I actually forget what the question was um accommodation oh yeah did you find it easy um, or I was lucky. I know your family over there so yeah I'm so lucky I have so much family in America so like I had so many people there to like help me out and like I lived at my uncle for a while before um I found a place for myself and um, I ended up actually living with a girl I worked with who was also an Irish girl um so it kind of I was lucky in that like I wasn't I didn't have that much concern about like where to like living kind of um just Mm. because I knew I wasn't be left out on the street like I had so much family like (laughs) and even one of my best friends lived in New York so like I stayed with her for a while as well so I had a lot of people around me like that's the brilliant thing about like New York and America. There's like so many Irish people. Like you will legit, you'll never be on the street. Yeah. <laughs> and what kind of job were you doing over there? Because obviously, it had to be to do with your degree. As you said, it couldn't be in a, a Shake Shack or a Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, so what kind of what kind of job were you doing? Yeah. So I actually worked um two jobs, um which. Mm, grinding yeah. that American dream you're not meant to do so hopefully nobody who's um, not meant to hear this I don't think seriously. they'll be listening it's okay <laughs> but yeah I worked um in I worked did like uh I did work in the media kind of department of um a contracting company like not very glamorous but okay. anyway I do journalism and new media so it was related like kind of the public relations side of things um yeah. and then I also worked like my main kind of job was I was helping with the media campaign for um this fashion designer in New York um Jacqueline Quinn that does sound yeah glam. that sounds glam <laughs> <laughs> it was <laughs> and was that hard or was it like yeah what was your experience yeah it was, it was. <laughs> very hard. but yeah I know like I mean it was hard it was what you'd expect kind of like a fashion internship to be like I mean I'm not I don't do fashion or anything but um like my role was technically like media coordinator but I pretty much did everything um so I guess you could say I was kind of like an assistant but you know I did I did learn stuff too and I like my I really wanted to be in New York and I got that out of it like so um that was amazing but it it did really 
show it really gave me kind of insight into even working the same with the um contracting company it really gave insight into like what the work life is like in america and you're literally up so Mm -hmm. early every day and you just don't stop but i love it like i love busy like i love the busyness kind of so um no it definitely was valuable but i it made me realize i don't actually think i want to work in media in terms of like um like pr or anything i'd much rather actually be in journalism as opposed to kind Mm. of PR like media side of things okay I feel like you got the the true New York experience so I feel like a lot of people they go over on a J1 and they kind of they stick with their friends yeah. and they kind of they just work like a random job but I feel like you proper were living your New York life yeah like even one of my, <laughs> even one of my friends has lived in New York like for years like and mm. she's never been to Staten Island and I literally <laughs> went to Staten Island and all when I was there like I went to every borough and everything um but yeah yeah like what you said there is so true I definitely think I got a really good experience like a true kind of experience of New York because I just had to run so many errands that were all over the city and like New York is huge like and I covered so much of it so I am grateful for that (laughs) that's brilliant and moving on to the year that was 2020 so your 2020 started out pretty well um so you were shipped off to Erasmus yeah (laughs) um do you want to kind of give us a rundown of what happened there and just kind of the very eventful story that happened with that (laughs) so basically (laughs) I was going on my Erasmus actually it was the 2nd of February I left of last year so it's just gone a year now um so yeah I was going on my Erasmus to Malta um and three of my friends from college were going as well um so yeah we were basically erasmus is like the study abroad program um for eu citizens and so certain universities or whatever offer it um and ul is one of them we actually have a really good erasmus program in ul um so yeah i was going to malta for six months to do my study abroad but obviously covid happened in the middle of all of this so <laughs> that, yeah, old thing. that old thing um, <laughs> so we were kind of like for a while when we were over there you know you were hearing like whispers kind of about coronavirus and then it started kind of to escalate yeah. you know when it became more real like you know it was the same for everyone all around the world um but we for ages we were just in denial we were like no like there's no way we'll be sent home like there is no way oh. we'll be sent home and then it just i think it really it was in like the space of a week that everything really yeah, got serious down, like, yeah. um and it was the week of um I think I flew home on the 15th of March so it was two days before Paddy's Day and remember everything shut down in Ireland around then as well everything starting to close yeah, yeah so um yeah basically pretty much we were in we, we had been out all day um at this gorgeous place if you're ever in Malta I'd really recommend going to St Peter's Pool it's stunning like it's outside so we were there all day having a great time in the sun and we came back to our residence where we lived and um we were getting ready to go out for dinner that night and when we were leaving the man who worked in reception he was like sorry girls he can't leave there's a suspected case of covid in the residence nobody can go anywhere so then we were all like oh my god you're joking me um so there was like a big meeting um held in the reception but it turned out it was actually a false alarm so we were all like the meeting was to tell us like oh everything's actually okay but at that exact moment we got an email from UL being like we were recalling all Erasmus students um 
but oh yeah but the it so it was kind of a false alarm but at the same time they weren't sure if it was basically like someone had been in a close contact over close contact but that person had been like around the pool with everyone so they were still kind of like we don't want everyone to leave and so we were kind of stuck in a predicament then where we were like okay if we don't leave tomorrow like to go home we might not be able to leave at all because if you know this turns Mm -hmm. out to be a big thing so yeah, basically, we <laughs> the next day at three o'clock, booked our flights at nine o'clock, oh and flew. Back that is so day. stressful. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so sad. Oh, I remember that time when, like, like people that were abroad were just like, because no one knew, like, were flights going to get like cancelled, were borders going to close, what was going to yeah, happen. Literally. Like, I. Because at, at first time I was like, oh, this is like a two week thing. Like I was convinced I was coming to Malta to visit you yeah. at the end of May. And I was like, oh my God, of course, Lost and Found Festival is going to happen. That's months away. Yeah. I remember then they changed it to April and we are, they changed it yeah. to way later. They extended the date. They changed it to September. Oh yeah. And we, we were like, like oh, yeah. that will obviously happen. Yeah, we were like, we'll definitely go. We'll definitely yeah. go. And now this year they're after moving it to September again. Because like, yeah. they obviously can't have it in April this year. So hopefully it happens this year. But um, it was actually crazy. And I'm, oh, I never forget seeing people coming home from Australia as well. And I still think about them people to this day. I'm like, I bet you wish you stayed in yeah. Australia. Oh, yeah. But I guess like everyone has. Yeah, and everybody home just, and nobody really knew like what to do, did they? Yeah. And would you have, were you like pretty much forced to come home or like, because I don't understand this, how the colleges kind of so they just kind of pulled the Erasmus program so you wouldn't have been able to study there and stuff well see we kind of we could have stayed if we wanted to and Mm. a few people did stay but it was all happening so quick and like you said we just didn't know where the board is going to close and then that day when we had that meeting and there was um I can't I honestly can't even remember the details but it was basically like someone was a close contact of a close contact or something Mm. um but the they were basically just freaking out in the residence like they didn't know what to do either like oh, people gosh, so they yeah. were telling everyone you have to stay inside your apartments like you can't even come outside um and that food was going to be delivered and like it just sounded really serious so we were like what is the point yeah. of us staying here if we can't leave our room in like you know it was like 40 degree heat as well so we were like yeah. okay what's like what's the point in us staying and then we were also kind of worried like if we don't go now what if we can't go for weeks like it was just nobody really yeah. knew so we just decided to go and kind of follow the you know the kind of recommendations by the college because they had told us to leave like of course yeah I feel like in that moment you just need like the safety of your own home when it's like everything is so uncertain. yeah it was just like, like it was so kind of confusing like nobody really knew what to do mm. god that sounds so stressful it was and then you're just at home wishing you were in Malta I know but I mean, obviously, it happened for a reason, exactly. you know. What um, what made you choose Malta in the first place? Um, like, what, why, why did you choose Malta for Erasmus? Um, well, there's a list of countries you could go to for um, mm. like journalism. UL, like I said, they actually have such a good program for Erasmus. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's so many countries you can choose from, but I was kind of just. I suppose we all started off because you have to when you're doing Erasmus I know for journalism anyway I assume it's for everyone you have to um like run it by your lectures like what mm-hmm. and why you want to pick them so basically you're, you're meant to go through their modules and then see you just have to basically prove that like okay I need to go to this country and study here because it's gonna further me in my career because of this this and this 
um okay so I just looked through their modules and they had really good modules but also aside from that I just because I am really interested in traveling I was also really aware of the fact that like you know I'm not like condoning like not to care about college or anything but when it comes to Erasmus <laughs> it's a pass or fail um like kind of module like that year your grades don't mm. matter once you pass or fail like that's just it like it's pass or fail so I was really kind of aware of that and so I kind of wanted to make sure that I was prioritizing you know having a good time and like traveling um but like whilst also enjoying my modules um so yeah, yeah. Mo- I just felt like Malta had the best of both whereas like it's such a beautiful country it's located in such a good location like there's you know it's like right below Sicily there's like Greece Croatia like oh, Italy all these places don't, around don't cry I know <laughs> um so yeah the modules were amazing like I said like I you know I study journalism but with Erasmus another kind of perk of it is it gives you freedom to try out things that aren't necessarily related to your course but like could be something mm-hmm. you enjoy so like I ended up doing like an introduction to illustration class um which was so nice because I've always been interested in illustration anyway um but that's never a module I would ever be able to take in Ireland like so I was able to yeah. do that and I did arts management and um I did like a life drawing class and like you know I was getting like marks for these for college but like I was really enjoying them so mm-hmm. yeah I just I think that was kind of the main things for me like that they just had good modules and it was a really good location and I'd never been there before brilliant I feel like Erasmus is such a good um kind of thing that we have in because most colleges have I know my college had it um, I think most colleges in Ireland have them. We're so lucky yeah, to kind of so that the EU have it, and I know they kind of they give you kind of grants yeah. and funds, and there's kind of. I remember you saying that there's like discounts on yeah. travel when you're on Erasmus. You guess there's like an. I can't remember the exact figure now. I was trying to remember earlier, but you get like a an Erasmus grant, and everyone gets it. Like it does not go off like your you know it's not like it, it's not like Susie where like they do it off your like income and stuff like everyone gets it if you go on Erasmus and I think it's like I don't know I feel like it's like maybe 1500 euro like per person but they give it to you in like two lump sums so you might get like 900 euro at the start and then you get like whatever like 600 or something t- towards the end but like that money is so helpful like for you especially if yeah. you you know if you've had a job all along and you've been saving or let's say you've been getting Susie all along because also if you get Susie um you can like you'll still get it when you're abroad like because you're still technically a student of a college in Ireland um so you'll still oh, get that okay. plus that so it's like if you're smart about it you can really make the most of that money and like travel while you're abroad um which is especially if you're going kind of somewhere cheaper than Ireland because like 800 euro in Malta goes a lot further than it would in Ireland yeah like which is brilliant Malta is so cheap like <laughs> and also like you were you mentioned as well about um the travel discount so you get like a the Erasmus student network travel card um we actually got it the first day we were there they gave it to us and then I think you pay 10 euro for it and you like sign up online but it's basically like Ryanair it's so fantastic like you can get um I think you get 10 you can get up to 10 flights at 20 with 25 percent off at Ryanair and you get a free check-in bag which is like oh. amazing like do you know yeah. um and a lot of the flights as well. especially from Ryanair yeah exactly <laughs> but the thing is like we like unfortunately we had so many trips booked um 
even though I knew I was in Malta only kind of for I was only there like six weeks but we we got booking straight away like where we wanted to go <laughs> um I think that's actually a really good like tip as well for people if they are going on Erasmus like when you get over there if you are interested in traveling seeing other, other places while you're abroad find out straight away like what like are the college like the academic planner basically for the college you're at what days they're off what are national holidays like figure out your timetable like I kind of put my timetable as well like I picked subjects that were only on Tuesday Wednesdays and Thursdays <laughs> so I had Mondays and Fridays off so Oh, um, yeah but I think if you are interested in traveling do that because the minute you know when you're off and you've like a few days off together you can just book places and like for Malta we were in such a good location we were so close to like Greece Cyprus all these places like we literally booked flights to Cyprus for like 25 euro return like it was scandalous it was literally like 12 something <laughs> each and this wasn't even using the vouchers like we like it was just genuinely that cheap so you can definitely make the most of like your Erasmus grant and mm. like where the time you have when you're abroad because travel can be so cheap like yeah, I feel like it's so good to have a kind of a base um kind of in like mainland Europe or like kind of as you said like down in Malta when like you're close to so many places where you might normally only get to go kind of like once yeah. a year but the fact that it's like an hour flight and it's only 20 euro like you'd be silly not to make the most exactly of it so I know at the minute it's obviously a nightmare to make travel plans and even thinking about it gives me a headache but what is your kind of say like this end of this year next year what's your kind of um plans for after college or not even plans just your ideas or your goals what do you want to do next travel wise um I'm thinking of at the moment like you said it's so hard to plan things I think the next big trip I'm kind of planning is like I said I'm graduating this year so like in August and my best friend Lisa has never been to New York so we were thinking of trying to go to New York maybe in like October so we're hoping we can do that um and then mm. we're planning on trying to travel um a bit of South America and Central America starting next January so we're thinking maybe like four or five months and uh as you know because I wrecked your head talking about this but um <laughs> I'm obsessed with the idea of doing like volunteering in like some kind of shark conservation or like marine conservation project Come on, you and the yeah. so <laughs> I'm hoping that maybe I could like finish up my like South America Central America trip in like Belize um and they have like a really good um like marine conservation project there um that involves sharks so I'm thinking of finishing up there and I don't know then I was thinking of trying to do the grad visa in New York starting that September but it would it just won't I just don't think it'll work out so I don't know there's talk of Australia now so (laughs) 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 that all sounds absolutely divine and I can't wait to see what you're going to do next I'm very excited and hopefully we get to go on a trip together yes, in the near future or even just see each other in yeah, Ireland you know. know that would that would that would be good too we'll be in Australia um, together maybe <laughs> oh please god please god fingers crossed um so obviously on my Instagram I will link all Enya's details and thank you so much Enya for coming on today you were an amazing first guest I Aww. wouldn't have anyone else thank you <laughs> thanks for having me thank you bye bye Bye.